Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! Welcome back. Episode 2. Uh, I mentioned yesterday on my Instagram that we were going to be doing The Mandalorian, uh, but I've got something better. i got something better. I've got with me, uh, I was going to say the one, the only John Rappa, but we literally have two John Rappas that go to church with That's us. Right. Uh, so, uh, John Jr., little John. You're not a junior, though, are you? Oh, no, no. I'm John Austin Rappa, and okay. the cool people call me Johnny Fire. So. Oh, yes. So, uh, for those of you that don't know John Rappa, which if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you do. Uh, but if you don't, uh, he's our worship coordinator for youth. Uh, he came through the youth program here at First Baptist Church of Alachua. Uh, he ran away from Jesus, and we had to pull him back. Barely made it. Barely. Had to pull him back, kicking and screaming. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll come back to that. We are going to talk about Star Wars, though. You said you were a big Star Wars nerd. I love Star Wars. <laughs> so, so we're going to talk Star Wars. Now, you told me that you've seen uh, all the movies except uh, uh, the last one, the last episode one. nine, uh, which, um, as a huge Star Wars fan, I keep mixing up the last Skywalker and Rise of Skywalker. Is, that, is, is it good? Um, so I, I was going to mention this earlier. I am a Star Wars fan. I'm not a Star Wars critic. Okay, so I enjoyed uh, all of them. Now I, I'm a firm believer that if you want to enjoy something, you should enjoy it. So I've got a huge fan right. tolerance. If I'm going out to a meal, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm spending money on. It, I'm going to enjoy it. Same thing with Star Wars. So uh, I enjoyed the prequel trilogies. Do I think they're better than the originals? No, of course not. But I'll still watch them. Uh, I enjoyed the Disney, the sequel trilogy. I've enjoyed all three of those. I enjoyed Rogue One. I enjoyed Solo. I even have the Ewok Adventures, which is an old straight-to-TV movie. I had That's that on right. DVD. Like, I, yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And, and I always laugh, too, when people get so upset about details in Star Wars movies, like they're the ones that wrote them, you know? Right. You know, like, how could that possibly happen? How could, how could Ray be so good with a lightsaber? <laughs> uh, and I just, I just laugh. It's like, it's a movie. If y'all, are, if y'all are watching this for enjoyment, like, turn it off. Go do something else. Go outside. So. Star Wars 3 has got to be the best one. You think you think that you prevented the sin? <laughs> Everyone well, it, hates it. Uh, well, I, I don't hate it as I mean I don't I don't hate it as bad or, or knock on it as much as Attack of the Clones. Uh, <laughs> another one of our close friends, I won't mention him by name, but he's the son of our pastor. Uh, <laughs> when he was a middle schooler, now his tastes have evolved, and he would not yes. say this today. He used to say that his favorite Star Wars movie was Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Uh, he would not say that. today. He would not say that today. But no. I remember I used to get so. Uh, I would because I would look at it and I'll go. That, there's there's not a, and I love I, I will watch episode two. But I asked him, give me five things critical to the story that happened in episode two, <laughs> uh, and he couldn't because you really can't. Uh, I actually have a um, I have a bootleg mashup of the prequel trilogy that takes scenes from all three of them and cuts out any fluff so that you could watch it in one movie. Now it's literally. Five minutes from episode one. All it is is the fight scene with Darth Maul in episode one. <laughs> it's about 15 to 20 minutes of episode two, kind of things cut out, and the majority of episode three. Best one. Uh, the best one. The yeah. best one. Um, but really, I mean, if I, were, if I were to say which prequel movie I've watched the most, it's been The Phantom Menace. And really, I love, like, people hate the, the race scene. I love the race scene. I love the whoop, 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 that noise. <laughs> I, I love that whole scene. So uh, I've watched that one the most. Um, uh, as far as in the in the prequel trilogy, uh, but um, 
what would you say literally is probably your, your favorite? The one you would you could see yourself. You're going home today. You've got them all sitting in front of you. What are you putting in if you're only watching one? Definitely Star Wars three. Star Wars three. Yeah. Okay, that's cool, man. Revenge of the Sith. It's, it's action packed. It's got it's got and it's this, got Darth Vader. It does for it does. a couple seconds. It does yeah. have Darth Vader a couple seconds. Now I don't think the best Darth Vader. I think the best Darth no. Vader was Rogue One. Rogue Definitely. One. There was a. It was, have you seen Rogue One? I have. A fantastic scene there at the end. There. Uh, I would say um, if I had to pick one, I would pick. Episode six, uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, that's the one. That one makes me made me cry when I was a kid. Made you cry? Yeah. Um, do I think that's the best one? No, but but I, I have a, a warm place in my heart for that one because uh, I liked the speeder bikes when I was a kid. So it was my favorite. Always yeah. seeing that scene with them on the speeder bikes, and I remember that was the first Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters. So they re-released like when I was in elementary school. See, that's I, the same thing. That's why Star Wars 3 is my favorite. Oh, the first, the one? first one I saw in theaters. Very nice. Very nice. So I, I remember seeing that one in theaters. Um, probably my coolest uh, movie-watching experience with Star Wars, we saw episode one on IMAX. So like a lightsaber is like a four-story building. It was huge. So uh, I do remember that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, episode nine... Um, I watched that one by myself in a theater on opening night. No, 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 no. It, I, I told my wife, like, if you wake up, I'm going to be gone because I recorded a podcast with my brother at, like, 10 o'clock, and then I was going to go see the movie because I don't want any spoilers. I don't want anybody ruining it for me, so. You were that loud one in the theater. I was. Yeah, I yeah. was. Yes, I'm the guy that claps at the end of the movies like they can hear me. Um, so, uh, so, Star Wars, you said you're a big Star Wars fan growing up. Now, looking at your dad and looking at your mom, I would not picture that as being the case. Absolutely not. I mean, my dad, when he was younger, he liked Star Wars. He's the one that got me the Star Wars, um, the original collection okay. for Christmas when I was like eight years old. Okay. And that was like my favorite thing. And he watched the whole thing with me. He loved it. He didn't like the prequels. Yeah. And I think... Now that they're releasing all these movies, he doesn't like it anymore. Well, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I've heard plenty of arguments as to why the prequels are bad, and some of them make a lot of sense. The CGI. <laughs> the CGI, yes. Uh, it, it has not aged well. Um, but even, like, the plot of the first one, there's so much. You know what, you know what kids really like to watch? Political discussions. Political uh, political. Uh, that's right, debates. That's right. That was, I mean, that was a lot of the, the, the prequel trilogy. I am the Senate. It was all yeah. it was all Senate. It was all Senate talk and policies and you know it wasn't all, but there was a significant portion of that. And kids it were was. like, "I don't want to watch." Now this. that I watch it now, I'm actually more interested. There you go. There you I go. just like I just like the effects and the people getting their their legs chopped off kind of thing. When I was a kid, I was like, "This is cool, action packed." <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on, yeah. but I saw the lightsabers and they look cool. Yeah, you look at the lightsaber battles of the prequel trilogy uh, and the sequel trilogy versus the original, and you're like, "Man, they're, they're kind of jank." You yeah. know, uh, they're they're not the, the ones in the original trilogy are not. You know, they're not, not doing backflips. They're not doing backflips. Uh, although he does a really cool front flip with Yoda on his back when he's uh, running uh, through that's the Dagobah. True. That's, that's true. true. Um, Yoda looked weird. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> but. Um, and actually, he, I don't think he, I don't think that Yoda exists anymore. I think like what they made him out of like deteriorated over time, and they like uh, tried to rebuild. I could be misremembering something else, but I, I heard a um, podcast where they were talking with uh, Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson, and he was talking about. I think it was that it just deteriorated, like the plastic they used just didn't hold up. But um, but so let's uh, let's let's look at Star Wars. What is the thing that you're most embarrassed that you like about Star Wars? My favorite part. Honestly, I kind of like how Anakin goes to the dark side. You, you like that he like murders I, all the sand people? <laughs> you know, like it's kind of messed up. But I kind of like it's like it's it's it gets me going. Okay, okay. I kind of like it's like I'd rather see him bad than good. Well, I mean, and two, you know, uh, 
you know, Hayden Christensen. Yes, Hayden Christensen, who played Anakin Skywalker. Um, his acting is, is very emotional in that scene, of course. And I'm wondering, you know, if something killed my mom, like, how far would I, I go to uh, to make myself feel better in that yeah. moment, you know? And if I have the ability to um, uh, kill people with a single thought, you know, I, I have no idea what kind of damage I could do. I know my yeah. thought life now, what I what I do to people in my head with a single thought, you know, and, I, and if it would actually happen, uh, it'd be it'd be kind of crazy well the, uh, in The Mandalorian in the, in the most recent episode not the one that comes out Friday uh, chapter 10 um, it's the uh, they have sand people in there uh, where was that oh that was the first season uh, I get my episodes mixed up the first episode of season 2 there's the Tusken Raiders there's the sand people and so they were saying that after looking at them and seeing how they they humanized them. they huma- humanized them in that episode they're not just monsters yeah. you know and so now it's like what huh. Anakin did is even worse huh. um, and they've got this uh, a you know an Obi-Wan Kenobi series that's coming out and I'm wondering if it's going to be based on the book Kenobi and in there it talks a lot about the sand people and who they are and why they are and all those other things and uh, it's just you know I don't I don't I can't remember why they took um, Anakin's mom or they took Shmi or um if they even ex- explain that, but what it sounds like in Mandalorian and in the Kenobi book is when they would ever attack human settlements, it was because they encroached on their land or they took something for- from them or they had attacked, they had provoked them. It wasn't typically that they were aggressive by nature. It was typically you're you're in my place, and yeah. so they would defend themselves. And so you have to wonder, did uh, I love their was, language? What was yeah? What was Shmi's uh, <laughs> that one? Yeah. Um, beautiful it's beautiful it's beautiful uh and i don't remember what they look like underneath but i think at one point they were supposed to look like rat people but i don't think they did in the <laughs> rat people i don't think they did in the books um or i think they did the way they described it in the book i don't think they looked that way so um so all right so let's uh let's let's change gears did you see the clone wars the the, the, the cartoon the cartoon i hated it you hated it even but, when i was a kid okay but did you see darth maul in the clone wars mm-hmm. and he had those little spider legs did not did not see that. Did you see the spider legs? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he had these these spider legs. So my question was going to be: If you had to have a robotic appendage, would you rather have robot spider legs or the four arms that General Grievous had? General Grievous, all the way. Because <laughs> then I have like four lightsabers. No one could defeat me. No you one could defeat you because no he was no one ever defeated him. No, basically not. Obi Wan Kenobi did. I know. Don't I know. <laughs> I know. But but it was it was you know it, you know it he he cheated. He cheated. Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm pretty sure he was on the on the juice. He okay, was, uh, taking steroids. At the taking time. steroids. Um, and it wasn't a cheat that uh, General Grievous basically does what the kid, the middle schoolers do when they play foosball, when they just keep spinning it the yeah, whole yeah, time. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> I can't play with you if you just spin the whole but that's time. That's the whole point. Yeah, but uh, it's tactics. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, if you were a non-force user, would you rather be? Uh, would you rather be Boba Fett or Han Solo? Boba Fett because he has a jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. So Han Solo, yeah, he he got killed, man. He did. He did get killed. He did get killed. Okay, so let's let's go to that same vein. Boba Fett, Han Solo. Are you going Millennium Falcon or Slave One? Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. It's definitely. a classic. It is. It is. Uh, Slave One too. You never know which way's up, which way's down. Yeah. You got to lay down to get. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right. So uh, if you had to pick a Star Wars character to be your sidekick. Oh, to be my sidekick? Yes. Definitely Yoda. Yoda? Okay. Yes. All right. I've always liked him since I was a kid. You he's know, tiny. You know, <laughs> He can fit into places where you can't 
You can't get in yourself. I just think that you have a. I mean, one of the things I love about you, John, is you are you are a confident young man. You are, and the fact that you think that. Yoda would be your sidekick. It's just amazing <laughs> that you would think that he would be your sidekick. Uh, yeah, uh, I think he would look at you and go, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Carry Wait, my bags. The, the moment that he has one conversation with me, he's going to realize that I'm his master. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Uh, I mentioned this on the on the last episode. I used to... <laughs> I used to write collaborative Star Wars fan fiction, probably the nerdiest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. We would, we, would, we would make these characters, and we would write the, the parts for our characters. And one of my favorite characters that I wrote that I didn't really get a chance to play a whole lot was a, uh, was a girl, Jawa. It was you know the little, little Utini uh, brown robes, but she had a different color robe. She had a pink robe, uh, and uh, she was always following around a Han Solo type character and always cleaning up his messes like that was her whole point yeah. her whole point of her character it's like my mom uh, Tika Teak I called it that was her name <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that your mom does your mom just goes yeah, around just and cleans, cleans up. up my messes you know there we go there we go um, so uh, alright so um, I know the lightsaber is the most iconic uh, Star Wars weapon uh, it's really it's one true. of the most it's one of the most iconic weapons that, anyways but uh, what color is your is your lightsaber well, it's got to be a color that doesn't exist. A color that doesn't exist. Um, so you're going outside the, the visible spectrum. Yeah, because blue, red, green, like all that stuff, like everyone knows. Purple, you know, Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say orange. Okay. No one's ever thought of an orange lightsaber before. Uh, there's a kill door that has well, an orange lightsaber. Going yellow. Uh, that's Ray's lightsaber at the end of the last movie. Dang it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Listen, there's nothing new under the sun. Just pick the color you want for the lightsaber and quit, quit being a weirdo. Uh, rainbow for the Covenant of Noah. Okay, yeah. that's what they're going to think. Yeah. Yep, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, your turn. What's the questions you got for me? Star Wars questions. Uh, Star Wars questions. Um, hmm. The Senate guy? Emperor Palpatine? Emperor Palpatine. That's right. If you had to choose between being having the power of Emperor Palpatine or being Darth Vader, what would you choose? Uh, Palpatine, uh, yeah. Force lightning all day long, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, fry him. Yeah, that, that's uh, right. That would uh, that would be it. And I mean, really, you know, yes, Darth Vader picked Palpatine up over his head, but just like all the arguments that Superman's a wuss, I think Palpatine could have killed him easily if he really wanted to. If he I, wanted I, to. I think I think he want. I think he had mercy. I think so. Yeah, he has a good heart deep down. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I, I don't know what he was thinking, but like, really, if he was written as Emperor Palpatine, I don't think he ever would have been picked up over Vader's said to be thrown down a well. But, um, but yeah, definitely Palpatine. Now I got another question. Okay. I'm going to flip the coin on you. All right. That you were to use on me, the okay. one where you said, um, if you were a non lightsaber person, okay, right. So, if you could be a stormtrooper, okay, or a rebel, ooh, um, so. Like me, my personality, Kali, I don't know where I would be, but I, I, I would if I had to. If I'm looking at a, you know, I'd probably go rebel. A stormtroopers can't hit the broadside of the barn; they can't hit yeah, anything. That's I was gonna say. And every scene that they're like, even their armor, like, like they they made, they made a big point about this on the Mandalorian that in one episode where he takes out like 15 stormtroopers. Their armor doesn't stop bullets. It doesn't stop the flamethrower. It doesn't. It doesn't stop anything. Why do they wear it? Why do they wear it? So uh, I would definitely probably uh, huh. go rebel because a the armor really doesn't add up. Um, but b if I had to pick between a tie fighter and X wing, I want to fly an X wing. That's you true. Know? I want to fly an X wing. Um, uh, and really, if you were to look at my physique and you were to look at a stormtrooper physique, I don't think I would fit. But I do look like Porkins from uh, from Star Wars. Yeah, right? yeah. The big hefty one. That's, yeah. uh, I can. There's there's plenty of hefty rebels. There's not as many hefty stormtroopers. I'd have to go. Uh, I'd have to go rebel on that one. All right. Next question. Okay. Chewbacca 
or R2-D2? Ooh. Um, if you had to have them as a pet. A pet? Can we just say companion? A pet, we can say companion. Because I, 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 I would say companion because, uh, wow, that's a, that's a good question. Um, man, that sucks. Um, I'd say Chewbacca. I'd say Chewbacca. I mean, I, it, and it's like a... It's like a 49-51 vote on that one, you know? Like, what I would happens love... when he loses his temper? What happens when he loses his temper? He doesn't... Listen, as frustrating as Han Solo is, any time that Han Solo... Like, he lost his temper on Han Solo, Han Solo would look at him and be like, hey, calm down, fuzz yeah, bucket. Yeah, that's true. And he would. True. And he would, he would calm down. Um, uh, Takes one one second to snap. It really does. Um, you know, I, the number of times that my digital watch has run out of juice and I forgot to charge it, you know, I would be a horrible keeper for <laughs> r Like, I would... I would definitely need somebody who could take care of themselves. That's but, true. You got to charge them. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, if I walk into a, a, a dangerous section of town and I have R two D two, they're trying to steal them. If I walk into a dangerous town and I got Chewbacca, he's got my back. So you got, uh, wow, that's a solid argument. Uh, so yeah, so so Chewbacca, um, definitely, definitely. That's good. Yep, that's good. That's good. all the questions I got. That works. That works. Um, so let's do this. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do on these episodes as well is, is to talk to people who are in ministry doing things and ask, you know, what's something that you're really excited about right now? Uh, so you worship side of youth ministry. You also help with our worship stuff and our, our live streaming on Sunday mornings. What's something right now that you go, I'm really excited about this in ministry or excited about what's coming in this area in ministry? What do you got? i am be honest. Um, something that I've been really excited about for the past maybe like a couple of months is, you know, we're, we're a small church. Um, big churches usually have the budget for the, these great live stream productions mm-hmm, right. and media productions and all this stuff. And I've been seeing our uh, our media production go from unbearable to watch um, to you know what this is getting this is getting somewhere. Right. And so I see a lot of potential of um, of just getting to a professional, great looking level um, for people that can't make it to church on Sunday. Um, that that still want to tune in, watch our our um, uh, our sermons, and um, so I'm I'm really excited to see it go. Just keep on keep on building and keep on uh, getting better, and our graphics getting better, and the live stream quality to look better, and um, uh, less hiccups, and building a media team. And that's another thing um, linked to the live stream uh, kind of thing is is just having like. Usually media guys, and I've been a, a couple of conferences where they always say the media guys are always so disconnected from everybody. And so with this media team, um, I just see a lot of fellowship going on. Um, people are excited. They want to come. They, they're, they're more excited to come to church now. Um, so like just building up this media team is like a, a ministry in itself. And then that they get to worship uh, and express their worship through um, through running the live stream, through putting graphics together. Like they worship through that, and that's that's – Really exciting. Nice. So let me let me break that down into a couple questions. So you, you mentioned that uh, the product is getting better, uh, right. and we hate to use that word product because it's not a product, but we right, are right, producing. Right, right. So it, it is what it is. Um, I know that our giving has not really been hurt. Uh, we actually had a great year giving wise, even though COVID. But I know that our budget hasn't increased. So what is it that you guys are doing without an increase in money that's causing an increase in production? I think just learning. Um, Learning the systems that we're using, um, so with like ProPresenter, right? Uh, there's so many features on that program that we didn't know existed, and so we spent hours and hours just like digging in, figuring out like what can we do, 
um, to make our workflow easier. Um, we've been using, uh, um, I've been taking like um, uh, on our live stream audio production software. Um, I've, I've taken that from myself, like the church didn't pay for it, but we're using my login, whatever. Um, but learning like how to mix better, mm. learning how to um, EQ, learning how to compress for a live stream because it's completely different um, when you're mixing for a live stream versus when you're mixing in a studio or you're mixing in the house. It's completely different. Um, uh, so it's just, it's just like kind of just like learning, like growing, spending the time together to learn together. And then I think another thing is having um, multiple heads thinking about one situation versus I feel like before our media team was kind of not involved um, or a media team, we, we would have like maybe one dedicated person. Mm. But when you have multiple dedicated people that are, are passionate about what they're doing, then we, we take the time out of our free time uh, of the week to learn and to keep on growing and to keep on learning new things so that our live streams, you know, are more bearable to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about our, your team, your your media team, uh, and growing that team, uh, and and you're right that, that when you're when you only have one head that's looking at something, when you only have one set of thoughts that are examining something, you, you miss stuff all the time. You, there's there's holes, and so you need to surround yourself with other people. But in a small church, it's hard to onboard people to a team that's not already um, uh, kicking all cylinders. That's you right. know, if for our youth ministry, it's a lot easier for me to onboard somebody there. Uh, but if I were to look at like our children's church, I only have two people on that team. Right. It's harder to get somebody in there. So what what would you say is is a a good first step if somebody was trying to grow a team that was either one or maybe zero? Like how, what's that first step of growing a team to be able to have those multiple people to look at? I think the the biggest thing is uh, the same way you got to look at like the way that Jesus did it. Is uh, I feel like sometimes we can get into how many volunteers can I get to help instead of spending time developing on a small group of volunteers or just one person. Mm. Um, and then that one person will go out and they'll start making connections and they're going to see how passionate that one person is. And it's like kind of slow organic growth rather than just grabbing random people and saying, Hey, you're doing sound mixing this week or you're doing uh, slides this week. But if you pour into like just one individual person and then that one individual person is going to pour into somebody else and your team's just going to slowly, it's going to, it's not going to be as fast um, getting where you want to get, but um, I think the result's going to be a lot more rewarding. I got you. So uh, on the youth side, uh, one of the things that in the last couple of weeks you've been working hard at uh, trying to do is, is build a tech team on our Wednesday nights. Uh, right. For a long time, we've had a few dedicated people in there doing that, um, but I'm just really appreciative to watch you not guilt kids into doing it, but, but basically say, you know, that that we have a need here, we need help to do this, uh, and giving pieces of that to them. So I, I want to give you an opportunity uh, to give some shout-outs to your, your tech team, the, the guys that are helping on Wednesday nights, uh, and, and just kind of share why you're excited that that team's growing as well. So, so far we got um, we got Connor. Uh, he's running our lights, um, uh, and he's actually in the past have, has done our sound, and now he's even – going so far to um, he's helping out on Sunday mornings mm -hmm. and he's mixing the whole house for the actual church um, so Connor like kudos to him like he's really um, really dedicating himself uh, to that and then uh, we have Waylon uh, which is uh, Pastor Kyle's son mm -hmm. and uh, actually he's very young um, <laughs> I still look at him like he's in elementary school um, but he is uh, in sixth grade now and so he got into pro presenter and now he's running our slides um, but it's not just like 
he's running a slide because he has to do it. Like he's excited to yep. run these slides. Yep. Yep. Um, and he's like super. Um, like if he makes a mistake, he 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 does beat himself, and it's like I need to fix this. And so like he, it shows that he's dedicated, yep. he's passionate about it. Um, now we got Layla. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, I just got coronavirus, so I guess maybe it, she's done it maybe two weeks. Uh, yeah, well, we haven't actually done worship since you've been gone. Right, right, It's right. really hard to do worship without a guitar player. So it was player. like two weeks before I, I yes. had coronavirus. Yep, yep. Um, but she's brand new, and she's helping out. Um, and she uh, she's learning how to do lights right now. And so uh, I'm excited uh, because she is actually – she came up to me afterwards, and she was like, I had a blast. Um, I was kind of scared that she wasn't going to have a blast, but right. she loved it. Um, uh, well, she's she, wanting to sing it out front. She is. And one of the things that we're trying to instill in them is you, you need to be able to lead off stage before you can be on right, stage. Right, right, and right. so moving somebody who wants to be out front to a behind-the-scenes thing, you're right, can be – it may not work out. It may not work out, but it's it's encouraging to see that she's still in. Like front front of house, back of house, it don't matter. Right. Uh, and so it is exciting. And so um, you're excited. for Everett, um, Everett uh, like I said, I had coronavirus, so um, – I, he wanted to join like right before I got the coronavirus, so it's been kind of tough for him to um, actually start in training. Um, but he is—I can tell—he's super excited. Um, every time we're we're in small group and we're not even talking about uh, media stuff, he always says, "Mr. John, uh, when am I going to get to come in and uh, start learning how to mix? When am I going to learn how to do lights and stuff, uh, run cameras?" Like he's excited. Um, so cool. uh, he's got potential. Um, I'm excited to see. Um, to see the results of all of that. Um, so I'm excited for Everett. And then I want to shout out to the worship team too. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, I mean, I've seen... And so CJ right now, right yep. next to me, Pastor CJ, he's been on the drums for for a while. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for a while. And he's... Uh, Man, I mean, he's already the, the, best, the best we have. The I, best appreciate have. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But... Uh, for the kids, uh, we have uh, Gina and Kylie, and um, so they are leading um, in vocals. We got a very small worship band right now. Um, you know how it works in youth; it does. you have your turnover. Yep. But um, but what we have right now, it's it's amazing. Last year, Gina and Kylie joined, um, but this year I've seen a huge difference mm. in how they lead worship, mm. um, and I'm super excited. Um, I felt like last year. It was you're very timid, um, very worried about what's going on, right. very worried about what people are thinking of you, and I've seen like a disconnect to where they're just they're just letting the spirit lead, um, and they're focused on God. They close their eyes and they're expressive, and and um, so I'm super excited and, and proud um, to see um, where how they've grown. Um, Gina has been leading a lot of songs lately, um, which has been awesome um, because I don't want to lead every single song. Right. You know, I, I want right. <laughs> to. I want it to be eventually to where I just give them the the baton and they they run with it. Mm. Um, so uh, I'm excited at what's going on there. Um, but a very dedicated worship team, very dedicated tech team, and I'm excited. Very cool. Well, John, I appreciate you uh, hanging out, talking Star Wars with me, and even more uh, talking ministry. Uh, it has been a wonderful adventure working with you over the last couple of years, and Thank uh, you. excited to see what God's going to be doing next. Uh, and next week, we're actually going to be bringing on Pastor Kyle. We're going to talk the office. Yes, that's Pastor good. Kyle. So, uh, so you guys can look he forward. He almost killed me once. He did? Yeah, on the dirt bike. Oh, now, when you say he almost killed uh, you on the dirt bike, was he anywhere near the dirt bike when you almost died? Um, he was riding it. I was in the back. 
I felt like I was going to die. Okay, okay. He said it was all under control. I felt like if he hit one rock, I would fly off. See, I thought this was a story like he told you to get on the dirt bike and then you, you flipped it. Like, no, later. No, 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 no. Okay, you were actually riding with him. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, but did you die? Almost. <laughs> I feel like if I didn't pray, I was praying so hard. I was like, you know what? It's time to go. It's time to go. Well, I'm glad that you turned to the Lord yeah, in your yeah. time of distress. That's good. That's right. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week.